Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Everyone and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about green with envy, green gloves with style, and um, the answer we were all waiting for for Zelina's motivation. She had a thing for Rumple, and Rumple didn't want that. That he didn't want to hit it, so that's why Zelina's evil. That's all we wanted, right, Abby? The one I'm joined by, the lovely Abby. Abby, how are, how are you doing? All of the skin is crawling off of my body. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't otherwise fine episode that whole line. I just started frantically texting you when that line happened. I was like, no, oh, uh, <laughs> no, no, Beth, why? <laughs> yeah, we are talking about season three, episode 16. It's not easy being green. Named after it, the uh, the Being Green song from Kermit the Frog. It, it's a choice. I, you know what? I'll do it. Honest to God, I'm surprised it didn't have the word wicked in it. Because if we would have done like a word cloud on this episode, the word wicked would have just been in the middle. Because it was Zelina's every third line. Oh, yeah. Why? Every, it's It's the word. It's the word of the day. Go to dictionary.com. The word of the day is wicked for I'm Zelina. Glad it, I'm glad it wasn't the Pee Wee Playhouse secret word. It's just like <laughs> wicked. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have a lot to unpack in this episode. Um, but other than that, Abby, how are things going? Uh, survived uh, holiday. I am one year older. Uh, and... Uh, I got a new mic stand. So basically, Beth, things are looking up. Happy birthday. Belated the birthday. Thank you. Congratulations on the mic stand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I will I will preface by saying no one's gonna notice this but me, but I notice it all the time, so I'm gonna say something. You might notice I have a little bit of a lisp right now because I just started wearing uh aligners, like Invisalign, but a different brand. So um every time I talk, I feel like I'm speaking through a layer of plastic, which I am, and my tongue just doesn't quite know how to deal with it. You know, this is the part where, as good podcasters, we should find out if there's like a brand deal we could get with them and just be like, anyway, if you two would like your teeth aligned, uh, use the promo code 
good teeth. Uh, once upon a time teeth. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only one that would be on a podcast would be Smile Direct. And um, if you've had it and it worked for you, great. Overall, it is not recommended for it's most just, teeth. So just throwing it out there. It's just a lot of teeth stuff on podcasts. What's the? There's like a toothbrush one too. I forget what the toothbrush is. Oh, but, Quip. Uh, Quip's quip. great. I, oh, I, I love Quip. Sponsor okay. us, Quip. Yeah, spy, Quip, Quip, please sponsor us. Yeah, there's someone in the in the Quip offices leading, like, like I love Once Upon a Time. Oh, yes, finally. Yes, yes, finally, the reach out. We've always wanted One million dollars. <laughs> you can pop, fund this podcast forever. Well, guys, we are going to hop into this episode. It's not easy being green. We're going to hop into it. And we're going to start in Zelina's past, because that is where the episode starts. It's where the episode ends. And it's where a bulk of our focus is going to be, because this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for the why of Zelina. Why is she the way that she is? Why does she want to do this thing that she wants to do? And how can she possibly do it? This is where we find out. Well, we go back all the way to the yon yon yonder where there's a tornado that arrives and there's a woodcutter and his wife and they're walking in the woods that later turn out to be the yellow brick road. There were some very um, fun choices (laughs) switching from green screen to external environment were just like, it was fun. There was there fun was a one. lot of lot of choices in this episode. A lot of fun camera work in this episode too. Mm-hmm. Someone was having a blast. Uh, yeah, this entire opening sequence was, uh, it was funny to me for some reason, but also just like it was very campy because like the dad was well, the guy not the dad yet, but the guy was just like he's like we have to stay on the road. We can't stay off the road. The road, sir, is like five feet wide. And, like, almost illuminated in the dark. It sounded like he was worried he was going to fall off the, like, Appalachian Trail. Like, we've been following these tiny tags this whole time. We can't get lost. It's like, you couldn't get lost from the Yellow Brick Road if you tried. You can see it from space. <laughs> I think he had more than one motivation. I think that was, that was like, he was giving an excuse, but he didn't want to say his real motivation. And his real motivation was... There's a baby on the ground. I don't want to take care of this baby. Let's leave it to die. Uh, because he's a mean drunk man. And I assume that they were going to the wizard to 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 cure his alcoholism. And the wizard was just like, it's fine to have a drink forever once in a while. And he was like, see, told you, Cheryl. And then Cheryl dies. I don't remember what her name was. <laughs> did she have a name? She did not. Uh, so, yeah. So they find a baby girl inside a basket that has flown through on a tornado. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then the baby, um, the baby does some stuff. It's super baby. This to me was so freaking funny. This was full camp and I was here for it. Like there's a tree branch. It's about to, a giant tree branch. It's about to fall on them. And this tiny baby just is like waving its arm around like a baby does. And the tree just gets flung across space and time because this baby is the most powerful baby in the history of the universe. I, and I'll say it, 
as a mother, the idea that a baby, uh, based on their whims, because they're all id, uh, they have no, they're just crying because they want stuff to happen, uh, no matter what it is. A baby with a full clutch of magical powers to be able to cognitively remove things from danger and just whatever is terrifying. Yeah. There, there, if the excuse was Cora got rid of this baby because just chaos followed everywhere because a baby with magic is a hell on earth sentence, that would have made more sense than whatever they've tried to pass. <laughs> like, oh, you couldn't be royalty. No, it, having a one month old that could spirit anything that it could think of uh, with a very limited vocabulary uh, is horrifying. <laughs> One thing I will note, they found a really freaking cute baby. Beautiful, big blue eyes. Just an adorable little child with the power of a thousand suns. I mean, Emma could half move the moon. This baby could move like 12 moons. <laughs> the Emma moving a moon with help from somebody else. Zelina just rearranging the planets. For funsies, because retro <laughs> retrograde Mercury, not her thing. So she just moved him around a little bit. <laughs> so the wife is like, no, we're keeping this baby. The husband wants it to leave in the woods to die. But they ultimately decide to keep it. And they go into, they go head toward the Emerald City and they name the baby Zelina. Fast forward a million years. And we get the scene where Zelina is shaving her dad because this is the thing that we had talked about with with Rumple, I didn't. I'm gonna say something controversial toward myself because you know my <laughs> relationship with Show Don't Tell. I didn't need to see this. So why was she dry shaving him? Like that seemed. I've never shaved my face dry. I've never shaved my face. I've never shaved my face dry. But I've like, I've shaved my legs. But with like yeah. not with shaving cream, but they are wet. I've never done them like the idea of just putting a razor blade to my legs right now. No, I feel like I'd take all my skin off. So like it was just a straight blade that that'd be insane. Uh, but she, she's also doing this while he's like actively drunk. Could you imagine? Like he's like, ah, you cut me. You're swaying in the wind, sir. And having a full blown conversation. Yeah. Your, your jowls still. are moving. Sir, sit still. Sir, sir. Ah, this guy sucks. So much. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like we, yeah, we do need to get this semblance that, that, that she is in a, a, a home that is mistreating her. I, I feel like there are other ways we could have done this, especially because I hate the connotation that Selena has daddy issues and she moved her daddy issues from her adopted daddy to Rumple Daddy, and that her whole beef, the reason for it all, is because Rumple Daddy didn't give her enough cookies and sweets. So upset. Of a, se <laughs> of so a sexual upset. nature, because <laughs> Rumple so has that effect on women. <laughs> Why? No, I agree with you. I. I didn't care for that. I wish we would have gotten like, again, show don't tell. I didn't need to see the shaving part, but I would have liked, because it seemed like it all happened pretty quickly. Like it was, we're shaving dad. Dad is drunk and mad. Admits finally that she's adopted, not even adopted, found you, cyclone dumped you here. 
I also would like to say that the idea that a cyclone dropped a baby in front of somebody, that did not give anybody pause. It was just a, I don't know, tornadoes happen and they just gift you with things. Like sometimes a tornado, this is a new bike. Sometimes a tornado, a house falls on a witch. It just, tornadoes, they happen. But he's just like, yeah, like now that your mom's dead, I can finally tell you as if mom wouldn't have said something earlier. We don't know how long mom's been dead. Maybe it was yesterday. He also said that his mom, her mom drank herself to death because of her. Like he implied that it was her fault. She drank herself to death. Like there's a lot of messed up stuff here and it's not unpacked to the, to the, to the degree that it needed to be. No, we didn't need a repeat of the, of the shaving scene. Her description of it was sufficient Mm -hmm. to give us the impression of who he was. Take that time and instead show him doing something else. Like, show show another way he's mistreating her. Maybe, you know, like, there's so many things. I'm not going to posit no. ideas. It's not my I, job. I know. I, I will say that I did like this kind of, like, I don't know if they knew it while they were doing it, but it also did have this kind of, it was failed in ultimately, but it did have this, like, Elsa vibe to it where it was just like, you know, don't let them in, don't let them see. Like, uh, that was really off key. I apologize. But it was just like, it was just like, sh- you know, make sure that your insides aren't on your outsides. Make sure you're bottling it all up inside and you're keeping a happy face on, which had a very, like, it spoke to me as a Midwestern waspy kind of person. <laughs> like you're just like, yes, push all of our feelings down as far as we can, and we smile constantly no matter what's going on. Everything's fine. Don't let anybody know your business. But like that coming from like a drunk guy having a rage fit is just ten out of ten irony that I appreciated. Cause yeah. that's that's the kind of drunk advice you get from like deadbeat dads. They start expounding all this weird, like good dad stuff that they learn, so they think they're being a good dad. It's that and it's the the need to control, to do as I say, not as I do. Like very controlling and, you know, emotionally abusive people will will convey orders to other people that they themselves do not follow because they don't need to. No. That's no. your job to do that. Yeah. And side so- note, that's an unhealthy relationship. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I but this all just happened like real fast. Like it was just yeah. like she was just doing the like the Wednesday shave, uh, ran out of shaving cream because we spent it all on bush light. It's fine. Uh, and he says you're adopted, and she's just like, I don't need any of this. I'm going to. And I love that she's full names the Wizard of Oz. Like she's like, I'm going to the Wizard of Oz, and it's like you could have just said the Wizard. He knows. Yeah, he knows who you're going to. Going like, to the Wiz. To the Although that, that could mean more than one thing. I'm <laughs> going to the Wiz Palace. <laughs> Parks and Rec. <laughs> and like Zelina in the flashbacks, I I liked her progression, although I had some issues what we're gonna get into. But this whole scene with her and her dad, and she's like, I'm leaving forever. Like she was t- she's a beautiful woman. She is a fiery woman. She And I don't mean this in a negative connotation. She was too old to play this part at this age they were trying to portray her as. Listen, much like her little sister Regina, say, they have the same problem. Trying to age them down was tough. Yeah. They at least with Regina, they were able to like give her like a middle part and different like very different clothes. 
putting her in like they should have had her hair back or like I guess that's not fair because like Zelina as we see her has like her hair poofed and like in ponytails and stuff so her hair had to be down for the flashbacks like she ties it up but that just kind of made her look a little bit older she didn't look like she was like 15 striking out on her own she she looked like the mom of the group like it yeah I, I agree with you it's not a bad thing it's just one of those some people you just can't age down that hard uh, yeah and so that was she did a good job though conveying it through acting a little bit i think stage wise had we had to be backed up to a seat in a theater bought it 100 percent. oh yeah no she she was acting it well acting it's just the shit the, out of it yeah, you know, the camera adds 10 years. Like, it's not her fault at all. No, no. But yeah, so she goes to see the wizard, and I loved the set design. Like, I, love it, I loved it. I mean, it's, it's all CGI, of course, but it was this really great art deco, um, you know, turn of the century inspired design that, of course, plays homage to... Uh, not only the time period in which this was popularized, but also the movie adaptation. But this just looked great. And I loved the the larger-than-life wizard and how he portrayed himself. And um, I loved the flames. And I loved that he had magical things. I love that who needs beans? A pair of shoes will take you to any of the realms anytime. Did he have the hat? Like, we just have another I- magic portal jumper. Great. So, so so to 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 go back in the old wayback machine, the first time I watched this episode, I was one hundred percent convinced that that was Jefferson. (gasps) I was one hundred percent convinced it was Jefferson for a number of reasons. One had the top hat, and they make comments about Oz uh, before with Jefferson. There's a whole thing, and also just the low key forming of my crush on Sebastian Stan. I just trying to will him back into the show. We know that that ultimately doesn't happen, but I kept thinking about that. I'm like, I remember thinking this was Jefferson. Man, that'd have been cool. Find that he has like a weird evil streak where he was pretending to be the wizard while he was like nuts waiting for his daughter. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I like what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like what they did. But yeah. again, I just remember first watching that, like the thing where you fill in information of the uh-huh. show, and then they like they were like, oh, it's this. And you're like, oh, yeah. Well, the thing I had in my head was so different. I don't know if I'm mad or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he- head cannon can be a blessing and a curse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Abby's fan fiction corner can 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 happen in real time, guys, and it is sometimes. A bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, so she, she, the the wizard opens up a a viewing portal in the floor where where she can travel back in time visually to see what happened, um, and the reason that she was abandoned, who her mother is, and he's got all this information, like he knows that the mother, her mother is Cora, uh, that she abandoned her, be, and this is okay. So this is where my biggest question is. Okay. Okay. This is my okay. biggest question. And maybe you can help me. So so the reason it, Cora supposedly abandons Lena is because she couldn't give her royalty. But then Regina could. In my 
view. The only way she could know that, because she wasn't a prognosticator or fortune teller, would be to go to Rumpelstiltskin because he knew the future. But he didn't know Zelina existed, so how did Cora know Zelina couldn't give her royalty? So I'm wondering... So here's my, here's just based on what you're saying, because I also didn't quite understand this, but now you're talking about this. Bit I'm wondering if it was one of those, she went to Rumple, and what he saw was Regina. Mm. And it was, she'd already named Zelina. And it's just like, yes, you will have a dark haired daughter named Regina or starts with an R or something. Uh, and... It, she will become royalty and blah, blah, blah. Are you sure it wasn't with a Z and with red hair? Nope, definitely not that. Oh, uh, does the does the child that I have that performs this curse and uh, makes me royalty, uh, does she have green magic that wreaks havoc on everyone around me? No. Okay, well, then it's not this damn baby. Get her out. <laughs> Be like, just hold, hold on. Hold on five minutes. I got to take care of the Oh yeah, my right. god, that sounds so horrible. She's like checking her weather app. Oh good, there's a tornado coming. I'm gonna go make an offering to the cyclone god and it will just disappear. Can we just pause and acknowledge that Cora abandoned her baby in a tornado? What do we do with this information? It, how do we live with this information? I honestly, this is one of those things where you have to remember that when you're thinking to yourself, oh, "I miss Cora," and you're like, "Baby in a tornado." Like, <laughs> like, she, was she bad to Regina? Yes, manipulative, terrible. Abandon a baby in a cyclone. <laughs> Not spectacular because then there's a whole thing and we'll get into it later when they when they all camp out in a house together and it's just like there is no coming back from and then i put you in the woods either a white walker or a tornado was gonna get you i was fine with either oh no yeah it's uh, fun time guys Cora's, super fun for Cora Cora's wonderful like, is it Cora Cora great i love her <laughs> Cora had already taken her heart out and yeeted it into a tornado herself. Just been like, I don't need to feel things. Puts baby in the weather. Well, so the wizard, um, the wizard gives her uh, a pair of silver slippers, which is a an homage to the original book. And she clicks her heels three times and goes to um, uh, goes to the enchanted forest. And in return, the wizard wants something of Rumpelstiltskin's. And, um, and then apparently like warns Alina, like, be careful. If you get really jealous of things, you're going to turn green. This is such a weird throwaway. It's such a weird, like, who made this rule? Is it specific for Zelina? Is it specific for anyone in the, in the Emerald City? I, I wish it was like a curse of the shoes. You know, like, I kind of got that through line, but the fact that the way that Rumple talked about it made it seem weird. I wish it would have been like, if you use these shoes, uh, you, like, you, they're, I don't know, they're from, the, I, they could just made literally any, anything up. Yes, they're from a, um, 
you know, seven artifacts. Uh, this one is the pants of gluttony. These are the shoes of envy. If you wear them and you feel anything envious over a, a 10 on the Richter scale, uh, you will you will turn green and it's irreversible. Sorry. Like, more more words, please. I wanted more words as to why this happened. It seemed like, just. Like, by the way, don't ever feel jealous for anything, for any reason. Ever. Why? More. More words. Yeah. So Zelina heads to the Enchanted Forest, sneaks into uh, Regina's castle, and uh, starts performing the the magic that uh, Rumple was trying to teach Regina, but she was unable to do at this point. And Rumple shows up and he's like, yes, dearie, you finally did the spell. And he's like, oh, shit, who are you? And she's like, I'm the firstborn. You must train me instead. And so, <laughs> so was this the moment she fell in love with him? I don't know. Why did they add that element? It so screams. It's like full on reverse Oedipus complex. Like this is so weird. I love I love the idea of being able to do that and just be like, I can't train you. Why? Because you're in love with me. What? No, I'm not. It's fine. It happens to everybody. Like, I... What a, what an ego excuse. Just like, I can't train you because you just think I'm such a sexy fox. Nope. Not it. <laughs> not what's happening here, sir. To enact the curse, you're gonna have to kill the thing you love most, which is obviously me! It's clearly me! It's like... Sir! No! Uh, it's a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, this, sir, this is a Wendy's. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, yeah, this 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 sequence, again, on paper, aside from the you're in love with me part, I get, I wish there was more. Again, yeah. I wanted an extra episode. I wanted something else because I have so many questions. I, I feel like you can really make Zelina's envy a key court part of her character but you can't do it in the span of a single episode in the span of a single flashback this is her whole raison d'etre this is the reason that she's green the reason she's green is for a woman she's never met in a situation she barely knows because she's for all intents and purposes trains with rumble for like a week because she she gets starts getting trained, she starts getting all lovey dovey for him. He apparently puts her up in a hotel or something or his secondary castle. She's making him meat pies and is like, "Look, we're a cute little couple, and you're teaching me magic. It's so great. I'm so happy with you." And then he's like, it's "The biggest yeah. meat pie too. It's huge." He's like, "Listen, oh there's God. an entire deer in this." That's like Sweeney Todd levels of pie. This thing looked nasty. <laughs> it was so gross. Um. No, I do like the idea that he found out. I, sorry, I I will not get off of this. Uh, I like the idea that he was just like, I'm going to look through her spell books. And it was just like, Zelina plus Rumble. And it was <laughs> part. And he's like, oh, no, she's in love with me. Yeah. So he he pretty much tells her that uh, they're in an open relationship, that he's <laughs> that they are not monogamous, that he's been training Regina and he doesn't, you know, what, 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 what's she going to do about it? She going to leave him? No. Because she loves him. It's so fucked up. Such a toxic relationship, girl. Run. And she's like, I'll cast your curse, daddy. Stop it. Stop it. No. No, you're done. You're done. 
That is hands down the worst thing you've ever said. I'm mad. I'm horrified. This is over. Once upon a time. Good night, everybody. It's been wonderful. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I didn't so bring enough. Said, Beth, I didn't bring enough white claws for this. God. I know. <laughs> and he's like, I, I'm gonna go. You're, you're turning green. Envy's gonna do that. I don't know how or why, but it's going to. Um, and then she's like, oh. It's too bad, because, like, turns out you didn't even, like, need the curse. I got these shoes. They can take you anywhere. Probably could have taken you where wherever your son is. But now you can't use them. I, Bye, I bitch. Like I like this. This was no, a cool this was good. I loved yeah. this. No, this was a baller move. Like, she... She she put Rumple on the uh, on on the edge, and then he tried to use his magic against her. And she is very powerful. Like we haven't really delved into enough beyond the baby strength, um, but she is very powerful. Like she has a lot of natural talent, and it thrives with with whatever level of training Rumple gives her in the limited amount of time. Like she is better than Regina, but he chooses Regina. Because she's easier to control. Correct. Uh, and and I, I do like this because literally the trick that she uses is something that he like because he, she goes to try to like kill Regina, but it's like actually Rumple, and then she baits and switches him. Yeah, like he tries to like she learned that lesson and then used it within the span of about six minutes. Mm-hmm. And he has no idea, which is hysterical to me um, on a level of just like Rumple wasn't paying enough attention. He was like, oh, yeah, you're super powerful, but you're so in love with my long, long eyelashes or whatever it is. And so he just wasn't he didn't have his guard up. He just thought that she was just a whatever. And I'm like, I'm, I'm I, and I know why it would there'd be a really weird retrofit trying to put Zelina into the curse situation. But I, I do also have a hard time believing that Rumple would let someone that powerful go. Yeah. Yeah, but I think he, he, honestly, I think he thought he was in control of the situation. That's fair. I think he thought that she, he had, he had essentially emotionally abused her into codependency and that he could do whatever he wanted. And, and I think he also thought that, I mean, let's, he was gaslighting her. Like, this is full gaslighting. And I think he thought he was getting away with it and that it was going to make her more dependent on him. You know, this was like, he might as well have been a pickup artist. Like, he's, he tears her down so that she depends on him. Oh, and he's got gold skin, so he's peacocking. Ooh. I mean, does he have gold skin? The the close-ups in this episode of his face, the worst it maybe has ever looked. I yeah, I don't know what happened. Like they got it, they got it the first season, and then it just started falling apart towards the end. Like I I don't know if he was just like, listen, I will sit in this chair for one hour. That's all you get. <laughs> uh give me one sec, because I gotta make sure my computer's plugged in. One second. Okay. 
there we go. Yeah, the little outlet thing had come undone. I was like at 15%. I'm like, no, no, I'm no. gonna die. No, no. Okay. Uh, okay, we are now we got 30 to 31. I will make a note of that. Okay. <laughs> and I made a note of I'll cast your curse, Daddy, because I'm gonna <laughs> save that line forever. <laughs> forever. Well, Zelina slips from Rumple's grasp and finds herself back in the land of Oz, ready to take control. She demands that the wizard uh, send her back in time because that is now her goal. She needs to stop Cora. She needs to stop Regina. She needs to do something that's going to solidify her place in the world because she is incredibly angry that Regina, a woman she's never met, and apparently she's more mad at her than she is at Cora because cough, cough, Rumple. Every woman in this family is obsessed with Rumpelstiltskin. It's so creepy. Correct. It is very creepy. And it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing to be passed down from. Like, I'm, I'm very, I am upset on the level of just being like, here's three very powerful witches being hung up by a dude. Wasn't that the plot of the Wizard of Oz movie with like Mila Kunis and like oh oh it's been such a long time since I've seen that movie it I was remember so bad I remember, remember James Franco was the Wizard of Oz James Franco one of the most toxic men in Hollywood. Ah. I ate a man whose women were obsessed with him, all powerful witches, and one of them turned green because she was jealous that the other one was getting his attention. They stole this from Once Upon a Time. Bastards. I I wish they would characterize it. That's that's one of the things that I do like about like the musical Wicked, where it's just like a these are just there is a guy situation in Wicked, obviously. But it is ultimately there's a nice song at the end. Like I've always really liked the song at the end that uh, that Glinda and Elphaba sing at the end of Wicked of just being like, you know, hey, we're just two two people. We met at a certain time. We've affected our li- each other's lives. This is amazing. I love that song personally. It's a very meaningful song to me. But that's just two women who met each other, changed their lives, and moved on. This is not that story. This is a story of just like three women who are obsessed with a dude and it's somehow ruined all three of their lives. Guys, break the cycle. <laughs> Please. Please. Well, he cannot turn back the clock. You cannot turn back time. That is a magic even more powerful than anything that has ever existed. We're going to put a pin in that because I want to see if it comes into play later. I legit don't remember if time travel becomes a thing in the future seasons. I feel like that's what she's trying to do. No, that's what she's trying to do. I'm saying after right. her. Like, oh, yes. If it, you know, if it, it feels like something like that, it would be a big deal now, but then in future seasons, they could just do it. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Like, you know, like the hat. And then there's beans and now there's slippers. Like portal jumping has become incredibly easy. Also, you could just swim under. Yeah, you could swim, <laughs> swim under, under to travel between realms. Just swimming. That does it. Just swimming. So she's like, well, screw you, wizard. Um, I'm going to attack you so you do what I say. And lo and behold, he is not a great and terrible wizard. He is Walsh, the, the, the boyfriend. Um, he is a carnival barker. He is 
a um, he is a show showman. He is a fraud. He collects these magical artifacts from various realms, and um, and uses them to give the impression that he is more powerful than he actually is. I I liked this, but I also feel like it still didn't quite explain why he was able to do all the things that he could do and know all the things that he knew. Uh, well, a couple of things. I feel like you're just disappointed because the answer is now Emma did not have sex with the monkey. Yeah, but yes he, and no. No, because he's just a person. Like she, she changed him, but he still he was still a person. But. It's, he's been a monkey for so long. Is he oh, still a man? Oh, now we're moving goalposts. Now we're moving goalposts. <laughs> yes, you're right. I, I live it. I live in my shame. She 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 banged a man who would become a monkey, who'd also become back into a man. A man who then was a monkey, who was a man and a monkey, man monkey. Um, what I, came first, the chicken or the egg or the monkey? <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, I, I do wish there was more, but I, again, because we don't know the timeline, it's one of those things where, you know, when you stick around long enough, you just learn a lot. So how long had he been the wizard? Because if he's been this wizard for hundreds of years gathering things, it's not about just, you know, smarts, like, people coming from all over, you just learn things on accident. So... It's kind of like being the person that's worked at a company for the longest amount of time. Because you know the history of what's going on, you somehow know the most. So maybe he just he just knew a bunch. Maybe there were different wizards. Maybe the it was passed down. Who knows? Uh, but I, I like this. I've always liked this part of Wizard of Oz. It's always been one of my favorite things where it's just like, oh, he's this great and powerful wizard. Seek. It's just this shithead guy. <laughs> and we almost bring him down. He just has a bag of tricks. And I like that he was a carnival barker and like he was just, what did he call himself? A huckster. A like huckster. That word. A yes. Huckster. And so she decides that the best use for him is to turn him into a circus animal, someone that she can keep control of and tame. And so she becomes a monkey and and can be used to do her bidding and now she controls um, the Emerald City, presumably, she controls everything, and she uh, watches. She opens up her magic portal mirror to watch Rumpel training Urdina. It's like I'm gonna have everything you have. I'm gonna make it work. I'm gonna travel back in time as I become green with envy all over my face. I like this transition. It looked. It's it's a different kind of green than she usually is. Because it was because CGI, yeah. It, yeah, so it's a different kind of green. It's still, like, I think it was fun. I am glad, though, that because, like, that the curse was just, like, the curse of the green envy was just, like, mm, this, like, light pink lip color that she has as a as a natural redhead, not going to work with this just very dark forest green. We're going to have to make her natural lip color a very vivid pink. <laughs> a very bright red, <laughs> shiny. Uh, I like that calibration. Uh, yeah, so she's, and then she says wicked again. She, I, I wanted to, and I just didn't have the, the wherewithal to do it, but I was just like, why has she said wicked for like the 13th time? It stopped sounding like a real word at a certain point. Oh yeah, it was, this was once upon a time's like first foray into contemporary 
reference. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we long had fairy tale reference, then we had Peter Pan. But this was like, the you know, Wicked was popular at the time. And so they obviously couldn't directly do Wicked because of, you know, licensing and, and property rights. But they were wanting to, you know, to glom onto the popularity. And that directly led into the next season, which was Frozen. And that's when things really took a turn. In my opinion, honestly, if you had to say it when the show jumped the shark, it'd probably be the Frozen storyline. But it was teased in this one. Yeah, I do think that they could have gone a little farther. But that's just mostly because... Um, I'm very aware of the fact that Fiero is a name of a car, a car in which I've driven. So I think it would have been hysterical for Zelina's around Storybrook car to have been like a 1985 black T-top Fiero. <laughs> and then someone steals it and she screams into the sky, Fiero! Uh, two on the Abby, nose, maybe. maybe. We only got time for one car reference per episode. And then this one, it's happy going my Miata. Oh my god, the Miata. Uh, let's let's go back to let's go to the present time because let's. I, I feel like a lot happened, but I don't think a lot happened at all. Yeah, everything <laughs> and nothing happened. People just kind of, um, just shuffled chairs on the Titanic. They're just shuffling deck chairs, basically. So so basically, so when we open up, we're we're in. Bring grannies. Uh, the first order of business is for Hook to just decide that he needs to hang out with Henry today because Hook had spent time with. I'm sorry, we open up on a funeral. I completely skipped this part. <laughs> Holy cow! I was like, why is Beth making a face? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I, the <laughs> I was about to be uh, like, skip the funeral. I'll be like, uh, yeah, yeah. Neil, Neil died, and they did that first. Yeah, Neil. They, I, and it's hilarious because this. I feel like this scene took ten minutes. So they they bury Neil, opening more questions to me. Who's making coffins in this town? I have questions. And another question I had was, you know, they do the thing where, you know, everyone kind of takes a little pile of dirt and puts it on. I don't know how many people actually do this or what religion or faith this is associated with. I've never seen this happen personally. I have not either. I looked it up. It seems... Please correct me if I'm wrong. From what I've understood, it seems mostly non-denominational. Mm. Like, it's just kind of like a, from my quick Google searching, it was kind of just a, like, this is just a finality thing. Like, you get mm. to do this and, like, this is the thing. I personally, I've somehow mostly only been to, like, Catholic funerals. We don't do this. We do place roses, which is nice. Uh, we've done stuff like that. Um, but it, there's not a lot of actually interacting with the dirt. I was also wondering why Hook did it first. Yeah, what they they tried to like retrofit a really close relationship with Hook and and Bay that didn't really work for me. Uh, and also, I, I like that Charming did it with one hand for no reason. Like, cool <laughs> dude, you can hold his shovel with one arm. So here's my question: How much of that funeral was Henry there for? Because could they talk about anything like at all? Like, here lies Neil, a guy. We can't say anything else because Henry's here. Like, oh, he came from the Enchanted Forest and then fell through a portal and he spent so much time in Neverland and I have so many close memories with him. Or was it just putting him in the ground? I mean, I'm guessing it was the latter. I mean, like, I'm guessing they just, you know, said he was a loving father and a good person and that was that was just it. 
He's a loving father. Henry, what? Did it, <laughs> do I have a do I have family members? Like what's happening? Like everyone else is crying and sobbing, and he's just like, what the hell is happening? And and we have to talk about the 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 best thing in the episode. Regina's coat. I love Regina's coat so much. <laughs> I want one. I want a hundred of them. I want to buy, like, I want to find out where they came from and then buy, like, 20 to make sure that if I, like, ruin one of them, I have a backup. That yeah. coat rules. It did. Regina's hair also looked fabulous in this episode. She looked like they were gonna, they were at full camp with Regina and Zelina. Uh. And both of them, like, their wardrobes were just phenom. I, oh my God. I love this so much. I, I love this because yeah, she's got the big, like, it's a big, like blue fur collar, but it's like not bright blue. It's not like cookie monster blue. It's like this like navy blue with like black in it. So at first you kind of can't tell, but then the rest of it's just like black. She does. And she says it later. Black's her color. 100%. 100% it is. She and it like great. reflected, like the blue reflected in her hair. And, oh, costume dis- department gets gold stars in this yes, episode. They're wonderful. Uh, so they do Neil's funeral. So afterwards, now we're at Granny's. We're having a Granny's. Hook is obviously sad, and he says that he wants to go uh, take Henry out and talk to him because he's like, well, I knew. I knew Neil back when he was younger, so I can tell him about that. Like, that would be a nice thing because, and they keep talking about it where, like, and Emma says it, and then Henry says it later about just, like, it kind of sounds like you guys are just making stuff up at this point. Like, what's happening? Because Henry's... (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say, Henry's radar is still up. He's having a good time, but he's still just like, something's wrong here. Yeah, I... I love during that whole scene, the thing I was thinking about is Hook, what th- he was your age. Like, y- you gotta, you gotta rewrite your history to make it so that you were boys at the same time. And, and I'm like, Emma, tell him that, Emma. And she doesn't. And then Henry immediately picks up on that and calls it out during their scene together. And I like, I, I was mad that Emma didn't say anything, but I also wasn't because I loved that scene with Henry. I was like, that is so good. He's like, hold uh, on. Yeah, I do. I do like the like the show realizing that it's weird that everybody is about 31. <laughs> Everyone's just in their 30s. Um, so th- which is this is just an excuse to get Henry out of town. Again. Uh, and it's just like the scenes with Hook are kind of nice. Uh, they're kind of funny too, because you get the scene where like Hook is making a sexton and he's just like, yep, made one of these for Neil when he was a little boy. Weren't you also a little boy? No, we were in the Navy together. Wait, what's happening? And Henry's just like, oh, so it's like a GPS and Hook's just like totally like a GPS. It things bigger, closer. Oh, so it's not at all like a GPS. Yeah, exactly. Like (laughs) Hook is just trying to yes and his way through this whole meeting. He's just like, yeah, I knew your, I knew your dad when he was little. Okay, cool. Let's go get on this boat. We don't see them on the boat. No. We don't see the boat situation. I wanted to see the boat because Hook is still trying to not be Hook. He's got his fake hand. Henry would have a hundred percent noticed that the fake hand was a fake hand, and just been like, "Hey, man, we want to talk about that. Do you need help? Because that is clearly a prosthetic that does not work." 
I mean, would, would Henry point that out? That seems a little disrespectful. I, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that he'd be like, hey, look, Luke, fake hand. I'm just saying that if <laughs> Hook was like trying to steer stuff, because Hook doesn't wear the the hand. Like normally, okay, so, so, so he, he wouldn't would, like be able to like hold. The he wheel would have probably hands. not looked comfortable, mm-hmm. as opposed to people who usually wear a prosthetic. They know how to work it, you know. Like you know what I mean. Like it's part yeah. of their everyday. Hook is more comfortable with his hook, and so I feel like Henry would have maybe seen him struggling and just been like, "Do you need some help? Hey, like what's going on?" I feel I, I don't think Henry would have been a dick about it, but I think he, like it would have been a conversation. You remember when, like, later on, Hook's going to get, like, a murder hand so he can go on a date with Emma? Yeah. And it's, like, idle hand situation. I love murder hand. I love murder (laughs) hand, Hook. Uh, So they go on, yeah, they go on this, like, you know, off-screen boat trip that apparently went really great. Uh, So that's their story. Meanwhile, everybody else is at the diner having a great time. And Zelina just shows up with a dagger. And she's just like, I control Rumble still skin. You guys suck. And I <laughs> loved the camera work from the moment she shows up. Oh, yeah. Because it's it, all low angles. Low angles, off kilter. It just kind of makes it seem just like absolute chaos has walked into this diner. And it's great. And she just comes in and drops all of the knowledge immediately. Hey, I'm your big sister. You are terrible. Rumple taught me things. And um, yeah, we're going to go fight in Main Street later. Okay, thanks. Don't bring anybody with you. Awesome. And leaves. Dad, I love this for her. This was a great scene for her. I also like Regina in this scene because at no point does she seem flummoxed by learning this information. She's just like, no, I was the only child. You're an idiot. Well, I'm gonna, I am, uh, Cora had an older daughter that she abandoned in a cyclone, and I'm here to fight you for the superiority of the Cora line. Okay, well, um, I don't lose. Cool, me neither. It's just, I love this so much. I love how they interact. I also really loved Snow in this scene because, like, you could tell she was really bothered by the whole thing. It's like, that woman was about to deliver my baby. Yeah. Because, like, Zelina looks at her, she's like, don't worry, I'm not here for your Because charming, like, full body shields in front of Snow and is just like, step away. And she's like, I'm not here for your baby. Today. Like, just like, it wasn't a threat. Now it's a threat. I love it. I love, I love, I forgot how much I love Zelina. I love, I like this version of Zelina. I don't like past wearing silver shoes in love with Rumpel Zelina, but we'll get there. We're, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, so yes, yeah, so a duel has been clawed out. High noon. We're going to witch off. Good times. So then everyone breaks into little different parties. Um, Regina goes, cause she's going to go try to find a proof that, that, Zelina is who she says she is. So Zelina, so Regina goes and immediately goes through Cora's stuff. And Snow has my favorite line. <laughs> this is my favorite line. Is Snow just standing there? She's not doing anything. And she's just kind of standing there all pregnant and just like with her hands together. Just be like, are you like 100% sure that none of this is booby trapped? Because honestly, a, a sleeping spell I don't think would be good for the baby. I love that line so much. Because it He's was very good. It was like. Like, in low-key bitchy, which is my favorite part. She's like, I just, you know what? I don't have time for this. I'm pregnant if someone hasn't said it in the last 30 minutes. 
I am pregnant. Uh, but Regina finds a letter that she is unhappy about. She reads and she's like, yes, Selena is, is, is truly her daughter. She is my sister. She is Cora's daughter. I must go. And she just leaves. The boy's gone. Uh, I gotta go. So everybody is kind of gathering in in Main Street, trying to like figure out angles for what they're gonna do without Regina. Regina has no part of this. It's just like Emma trying to rally the troops. So like, well, t- well first t- they try to go stop Rumple on their own. Because, okay, what yeah. is this? <laughs> no, I seriously, I was gonna do this one second because I genuinely don't understand this plan. Because they're standing there in the street and Belle's like, don't worry, I can get through to him without the dagger. And they're like, score. Let's go. And then the most useless scene happens. I don't understand what the plan was, what the goal was, or why any of this happened. Yeah, this... I hated every second of this. They just, they, they find Rumple at the farmhouse and, and Belle like half falls down the stairs. Like she can't even walk. Like she can barely, like she, she like pretty much vaults herself down there on to her face. And she's just like, Rumple, grab my hand. The magic can stop our love. And then he like, reaches a go go it reaches for her hand and she's like pulling him like they're in a tornado of emotions and she's like my love will save you and he's right in your face he's like run away from me i'm a monster and then she just goes no and then runs away it's 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 filler it's a waste of our time there was absolutely no reason for this to happen like i i Please, someone let me know. I cannot imagine. Like, again, you and I, not big on the whole rump bell thing. This does not even make sense if you're a fan of this ship. Like, what is this? Because there's no mm-hmm. plan. It's literally, I'm just going to go down there and just be, like, pretty in front of him. And also, like, a clumsy main character. Like, oh, no, I've fallen down the stairs. I'm so cute. I I, I think this. it's trying to make the argument that their love is strong enough to overcome anything. And what the this should have taught us is that it's not. But the show wish, doesn't learn that lesson. I just wish that that would have been what Belle's plan would be. Because the way she frames it is she's like, I think I can get through to him without the dagger. Or what if I told you there was a way to get through to him without the dagger? And they're like, cool, what is it? They don't say. I just wish it was a maybe true love's kiss. Like if they would have had like an actual spoken plan. And she tried to get down there and it didn't work. Because then what this ends up with, this ends with Zelina showing up and Rumple getting out. And he's just like holding, he's like, uh, and he's just like, just know that the next time you come here, I will kill all of you. Uh, scary Rumple. But it's not scary Rumple because it's just like gold. It's like broad daylight. He's standing on a storm cellar. Like it not as scary as it was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, again, he, he looked like he was kind of phoning this in a little bit. Yeah, this this didn't work. Uh, so they do that. They do that. And they do that. Um, I, I, my my cold dead heart was warmed by the Regina, um, Robin stuff. I'm not. It gonna was. Lie. Yeah, I'm like, not gonna get, lie to you. I love this. We get a reminder that he's her soulmate, thanks to Tinkerbell, who is in this <sighs> episode for some reason. The just fakest, to follow people around and tell them things. The fakest tattoo. 
the fakest looking tattoo. Like, they keep showing it, and every time they keep getting closer to it. And I'm like, guys, that is Sharpie marker. <laughs> They're not that? even, like, dusting foundation, pow- foundation powder over it to make it look like it's sitting in his skin. It's like, they, they it's, it's literally a, a temp peel off that they peel off, and then they start filming. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, so she is sitting sad, having sad girl thoughts in the woods, and... <laughs> Robin just like appears like this was hokey because she like turns and he's just like peeking at her through this hole in a wood like log like hey what you crying about and she's like ah it's this letter uh if you'd like to read it you're free to read it so then he reads it and so okay so the letter is from Rumple to Cora and it just says I've like me paraphrasing i found your firstborn did you think that i wouldn't find her she's the most powerful powerful sorceress i've ever encountered and she's so super pretty i love her so much she's so wonderful uh love rumble and <laughs> <laughs> just and uh, p.s she soups in love with me it's super creepy uh and regina is sad and she goes i've read that letter a thousand times because i thought it was about me and it made me feel good. I'm now realizing that this letter was not about me, which honestly, that would hurt. Yeah. Holy hell, that would hurt. Uh, because she makes she makes a good point. Like this is the kind of thing that you would go back to and reread to make yourself feel to bolster yourself in your your weakest moments. And to find out, uh, it's my favorite line from the movie Twenty Seven Dresses. It's like finding out that your favorite love song was written about a sandwich. Like it's just it just a really disheartening feeling. And Robin is just there listening, being a nice guy, being a wonderful guy. And, you know, just, I like this. I like this so much. I do. It was, it was a good scene. Uh, Lana Perilla acted it out of the park and, uh, and Robin was just, you know, good boyfriend material. He was, he was there for her. He was listening. He was patient. He was kind. He was empathetic and he didn't try to fix it. Like that's. Like, that's, like, a thing, like, if this was a, so- a scene between Snow and Charming, you can damn well bet, be like, but it's not a big deal. You were, you were the chosen one. You did get to enact the curse. Like, he would be trying to, like, solve her pain. And, and Robin is, is much more empathetic. And he's yeah. instead just recognizing all she needs right now is somebody to give her the space to feel but yeah. not be alone. And that's listen, great. Listen, sometimes you don't need somebody to help you solve the problem or to be like, yeah, what a bitch. You just need someone to go, man, that does suck. And you can be like, that, that, it does. Thank you. It does suck. And then you just stew and how much it sucks. So <laughs> then the showdown happens. Like Zelina oh shows up and she's like, aha, she didn't show <laughs> Emma's like, well she, well, she gets a whole dressing up montage with green gloves and a pointy little hat. Like, she takes her time to put on the outfit for this showdown. I wish it would have been like a 90s, like, I don't know what 90s song it needed to be, but it just needed to just be like her montage. Be like, these green gloves? No, different green gloves. Oh, these green gloves. <laughs> have, have, yeah. the fly, have the flying monkeys being like, <laughs> 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 they're, 
holding up pieces of paper that are like 10, 10, 9. <laughs> Free me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill me. Kill me. Uh, so she shows up, you know, as she is now dressed for success. Fantastic. She looks amazing. Uh, everyone else in normal clothes, so she definitely looks like, you know, she mm-hmm. has just come from a show and she's, anyway, she's in full makeup. And she's like, oh, looks like Regina didn't show. I told her not to bring anybody, but I guess you nerds are here. <laughs> Emma's like, don't worry, I'll fight you. I'm the savior. And then Zelina wipes her from the face of the earth. 10 out of 10, my favorite. <laughs> just, just like, I will fight you. It's like, I can move the moon. I can <laughs> yeah. move the universe. Get out of here. Who are you? Like, I moved I the care. universe when I was an infant. What are you even talking about? Exactly. I've been doing, I do this without thinking, my guy. Let's go. And Regina's just like, okay, my turn. And they show up and then they fight. Uh, so Regina tries to fireball it. Zelina unfireballs it, turns it into green, and then just like yeets Regina into the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so then Zelina appears and she goes to steal her heart. And this, I, Listen, I told you this before we started recording. Every time Zelina and Regina got like nose to nose, I know that it wasn't on purpose, but there was such, and maybe it wasn't a sexual tension, but it was just such a like overwhelming amount of tension between the two of them. They were just so close face to face. Mm -hmm. It's just like, this is the most intense connection I've ever seen between two characters on this show. This is wild. And it's just like, Zelina's got her full hand in Regina's chest. And she's like, where is it? She's like, my mother taught me one thing. Never bring your heart to a witch fight. Ah, And they like blow apart and everything. And Zelina's just like, "Ah, fine, I will go. Doesn't that poof herself away? A a magic's a broom to herself. Brooms out of the uh, clock tower. And then in a moment that I kind of like, the way that I like that they did this is that she hit a piece of glass for it to fall off. So it did seem like she was interacting with it. If I were Zelina, I'd have been pissed about that. She'd be like, oh, God, that ruined my exit. She's like bleeding, ev- she's bleeding everywhere. She's like, damn it. She's just talking just talking to herself all the time. God, I was so close. I was so close to being a perfect exit. So I I, I want to talk about what you were mentioning about, like, the tension. Because yeah. I, I totally, I totally feel it. I think it's one that these two actresses are very palpable people. And you put them in the same moment together when they are supposed to be having this very intimate connection. You're going to have those undertones no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Especially with women who are as beautiful and talented as they are. But I think the other thing is, like, if you think back on our flashback when Regina was was feeling very um, despaired and was looking to put herself under a sleeping curse, the moment that stopped her was running into Zelina because then she had someone she could destroy. She had a purpose. And this is like an echo of that. Like, Regina has been in a lot of pain because Henry does not remember her. She has just found that her her place with her mother and with Rumpel was not what she thought it was. And she's felt very directionless. But here she has a woman in a sharp outfit, green gloves to her red gloves, and she can destroy her. And she can, and she can, um, 
spout off one-liners with her and and get right in her face and get right in her business. So I think that that is part, a big, big part of it. She's, she's really excited. Finally, Thanksgiving dinner is going to be amazing because I have someone to scream at. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? That is a nice feeling. Because, and on top of that, it's someone that else you connect connect with. Even if they weren't siblings, it would have just been like, oh, did you learn under Rumple? I also learned under Rumple. That guy sucks. He does suck. Were you in love with him? Not even a little bit. Did he think you were in love with him? He did a lot. It was weird. Oh, he's so weird. So creepy. So... So, yes, yeah, so it turns out that Regina had hit, uh, g- she gave her heart to Robin Hood to hold this. on to it. Oh, it was so good. So cute. Uh, he hid it. Like, I love this, too, because she's like, is it still hidden? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, like, digs it up out of her rock. He's like, it's here. It's right here. It's like, ah And she, like, takes it out and she looks at it. And she kind of, like, looks at him and she kind of looks at his tattoo. She puts it back in the bag and she's like, listen, I'm going to give this to you just for a little while for safekeeping. And this is all very like cute rom-com because he's like, oh, you would trust a simple thief like myself with your heart? Or like you would taste it. Te- uh, what did he say? He's like, you would trust a, simp- a thief with your heart. <laughs> She's like, it's not stealing if it's given freely. And he, like, she is having a completely different experience than he is because she's flirting with a person she knows to be her soulmate, her universe-destined soulmate, her other half. Robin's just like, this is a cute girl <laughs> that he's helping. And he's like, you still owe me that drink? She's like, I know. And just keeps walking like a boss bitch that she is. I love this scene so much. It's so cute. If yeah, like the connection that they're building between the two of them, I I didn't remember how they got together because all I could remember was the episodes where they were in a relationship and then when he ultimately um goes bye-bye from from this mortal coil. And that was so bad. And that like and I remember feeling at that time that it was unearned. But now coming back and watching their relationship develop, I actually feel more connected to them than I did before. Yes. Unfortunately, this is then immediately followed by the Emma and Hook scene. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. It's too soon. They just put dirt on the body of the other guy. Stop being stupid. Don't don't stand so close to me. <laughs> uh, <coughs> sorry, I laughed very weird. Um, so Hook brings Henry back, and then Emma and Hook are in a hallway. A hallway I don't understand because it's not the Charming's hallway. Where are they? They're in some. They're, it doesn't matter. And I have so no idea. it doesn't matter. And so Emma's just like, "Oh, how'd it go? It's great." And he's just like, "Listen, check him on the boat." There's a lot of there's a lot of Neil in there, uh, in your son. He deserves to know about him. I don't understand this push. I don't understand this push. He does not have his memories. I don't know why like Hook is pushing this so much. Like he has a curse on him. Well, not a curse. He's had a memory spell. He does not have the memories. 
telling him this stuff will not make sense to him. You knew that on the boat. You now know that in the hallway. Why are you mad about this? I don't know. I I, I feel like it's partly Hook trying to justify himself to Henry. Like, he wants to connect with Henry, and the way he can connect to Henry is through Neil, because he wants to get with Emma. So if you want to get with Emma, you got to get good with her son. And the only way he can really do that, because he is a fairy tale character from another world, is is a mutual understanding that that's what his father experienced. Hey, both of us were fairy tale creatures in another world. I even trained him for a little while. Can I be your surrogate father? <laughs> your, your, can I be your stepdad I, now? I, I love- it feels very selfish to me. Oh, it's very selfish. I also really enjoyed the part, like, Hook made a connection with Henry and just been like, hey, you know that your dad, like, lost his dad? At, like, the same age. Hook, these are different things. Like, it's the same in the fact that, hey, at this age, you've lost your father. Uh, The second bullet point is different for both of you. Lost my dad. He was never around and he's just suddenly died and I know nothing about him. Versus Neil, whose father died, but like didn't die. He just got abandoned forever. But his dad's still alive. So Also, how story. is how the hell is that going to make Henry feel better? I don't know. I I do. I, I, there's someone in that writer's room has a very twisted idea of what bonding is, and it's a lot of the time the bonding is trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is not a relationship builder, guys. It helps. There's a connection, but you guys can't have your only connection being the trauma that you've experienced. Yeah, that's not how it works. You gotta have other interests. You gotta have other connections. Uh, so yeah, so this whole thing was kind of weird. And it was just like, they were trying to make it sexual tension between Emma and Hook. And again, I'm a big fan of the Hook-Emma situation. Didn't need to be here. Didn't care for this. This, we don't need them to always be next to each other, sizzling like the surface of the sun. Just let yeah. them talk to each other. Holy maybe, shit. Maybe in the episode where they buried Neil, <laughs> they, Sorry. they don't need to be a step away from boning. We don't need that. Give them a little space. Cause she just buried her, her, her son's father. Like seriously, she buried a guy that she had boned. Maybe. Let her, let her sit in that for a little while. Listen, maybe there's some sort of like wedding crashers, funeral crashers thing that Hook is tapping into. Just be like, it's a sad widow slash girlfriend. She needs someone to comfort her. Maybe it will be me by being the closest proximity male that she is willing to throw it to. Either way, gross. I didn't care for this, but you're right. Sorry, that's why I laughed because I love the way you framed that. It's just maybe in the episode where we bury her father. It's just I love this. It's just maybe, perhaps. And uh, that's and then yeah, and then we end on them kind of realizing what we had already talked about weeks ago, which is that she is collecting courage, a heart, and a brain. I was surprised that Regina's heart was the heart. Um. But it makes sense considering, like, you know, Zelina's relationship with Regina and what she wants. I don't, still don't get why charming was the courage. I don't, it's. Maybe it's just any courage. 
I guess it's just like he was just there. She knew he would be the dumbest. He's who would give it to her. He's royal royalty and lions. He's a lion who is carriage. I'm starting to get real worried about what the baby is supposed to be in this situation because there is there is a role for the baby to play in Zelina's plan, and it's probably not good. No, no, it's not. Um. Do you remember? I don't. I genuinely don't. Again, I remember the feelings I had. Like, every time I watch some of these episodes, I'm like, I remember watching this episode. But then I don't remember what happened. So, like, I have no, like, I remember when, you know, there's, like, villain, like, the villain, the lady villain trio shows up and all this other stuff. And then Frozen and all this stuff. I remember points. It's been long enough away from it. This is why this rewatch is so much fun is because I remember, but I don't remember it enough to to ruin it for myself it's i've forgotten just enough to have this be exciting again very fun very fun no idea what baby uh mystery baby has to do with this at all no because the only thing we know at this point is that Zelina is trying to cast a spell that will turn back time because she wants to stop regina from being born if i could turn back time which, yes. you know, that's a goal. You know, hashtag life goals. But listen, you do listen, you. butterfly effect, guys. Butterfly effect. What happens if, you know, you don't have Regina born? Regina not being born will change anything. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure this is how the Wish Realm comes into play. Because I know that the Wish Realm, or at least like the first hints of it, because I know like... The wish realm with with Emma, like living with her parents in the enchanted forest and never having gone to our world. Like I remember snippets of this and then I remember it plays a part later on. I have an image of my head as Rumpel as like a white knight. And I don't remember how that happens, but I'm pretty sure it's when like snow is evil and Regina's good, like their roles were reversed. And like Snow was evil. Do you remember any of this? I'm the only part of this I remember. I know what you're talking about because I'm remembering like the version of Emma that's like singing in the fields and she's yeah. singing like she's singing songs and stuff. I know what you're talking about. But again, I'm the same way. I just have vague enough memories that I can't quite put them all together. Uh, very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I don't remember how the Zelina stuff pays off, but I. Every episode makes it so much more wild that she is one of the end game characters. Like she yeah. makes it to the final, final season. Hysterical to me. After seeing episodes like this, amazing. It, yeah, especially given how we know she impersonates Maid Marian and tricks Robin Hood into a sexual relationship with her. I think about this all the time. I'm like, are you serious? She got a spin instructor redemption arc. What's happening? <laughs> I I just, there, I there's so much. And I don't even know how they cram it all. Like the more we talk about all of the stuff that happens in the last couple of seasons, I have no idea how they fit it all into just the last couple of seasons. Oh my God. You know what? We're There's only one way for us to find out. And that is to keep on trucking. And that was season three, episode 16. It's not easy being green. 
I, I will say, Abby, I'm liking the episode more now that we've talked about it. When yeah. I was watching it, I was not really having a, that good of a time yeah. with, with a few exceptions. But talking about it and kind of unpacking it a bit, I'm I'm getting it more. I yeah. still think that some of it is really messy. But, I mean, I'm having a better time now that we've discussed its nuances. I find that that happens a lot with us. Like, I've, yeah. I've been like, this episode's terrible. Then we talk about it, and I'm like, Beth brought up a lot of good points. Okay, this episode's in a second. Here's mine. But <laughs> uh, well, we also talked over an hour, which means we probably liked it a little, little bit less. We had a the lot less we liked, unpack. Yeah. And to be fair, 15 minutes of that was me cackle laughing at you saying, I'll cast your curse, Daddy. I'm <laughs> so mad. Uh, and just... I will. La- I had to laugh because, like uh, many a theater kid, I uh, watched, and this was obviously when it came out. But uh, when Tick Tick Boom came out, and I did not watch. I've I've not. Uh, I didn't watch the play, the John, uh, Jonathan Larson play when it came out. But I'm so I'm watching the Andrew Garfield one. The song Thirty Ninety has a little interlude in it where he's talking about Neverland, but he also weaves in Wizard of Oz. And I had a very organic thought of like, why is he combining Neverland and the Wizard of Oz? What lunatic would, once upon a time, <laughs> season three, <laughs> it all goes together. Oh, uh, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I like the relationship that they're establishing between Regina and Zelina. I think yes. these are two powerhouse actresses that bring a lot to the table. And I think they pair well together in this dynamic. Uh, I still don't like that essentially it's over a man because mm-hmm. we don't. You could have taken Rumple out of this equation and you still could have had just as strong, if not a stronger rivalry between the two of them if if Rumple was not in the picture whatsoever. Yeah, I kind of wish they would have resurrected Rumple after whatever's yeah, happening. We, we don't need Rumple to be part of her envy toward Regina. Like it could be, it could be like a mild part, but I think just Regina having the life that she feels she deserves could have just was enough on its own. Yeah, I think we could have kept Rumple in the past, which would have kept Robert Carlyle on the show. Yeah, just like more heavily into the past, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and I think we could have, if they needed to get Neil off the show, if for some reason the actor needed to go, because I do think this lines up with True Blood coming out, so it might have made a little bit of sense. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'll look into that just to double check. But if they needed to get him off on a timeline, I mean, they could have had him trapped by her or killed off earlier. There, there's a thousand different ways they could have, like, killed him off in a different way or just, like, disappeared him. Or he's gone and then we just kind of... <laughs> He's the he's the the happy days brother that like walks up the stairs in season one and never comes back downstairs and suddenly Ron Howard's the oldest character. There's a deep cut for you. Um, but yeah, like I I feel like we didn't need to bring Rumple back because Zelina having him in control or having having him, she's not doing anything with him. Yeah. She she doesn't have him kill Bell or anybody else. He's just like, oh, this is just a just your first warning shot. I don't think Zelina would have given enough of a shit to do that, because if her ultimate goal is to go back in time, it doesn't matter how many bodies she piles up. So they're just trying to keep Henry on a boat and Rumple in a cage. And I think that there was maybe a way to just neutralize both of them without making it weird for every single episode. What are we gonna do with Rumple and Henry? 
Well, we're about to get back on a boat because next week we have season three, episode 17, The Jolly Roger. We're going back to Neverland, everyone. We're so happy. Yay. I... Sorry. I just keep thinking about 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Uh, I guess more hook stuff. That's fine. As long as it's not this weird hook Emma stuff. I mean, I, it's, I, I'm pretty sure the description of this episode, if I recall correctly, on Disney Plus is <gasps> Zelina threatens to kill Henry if Hook doesn't kiss Emma. Okay, so that's the soundbite right there being like, I hope it's not any more weird Hook and Emma stuff. All weird Hook and Emma stuff for the next episode. I'm pretty sure that is exactly what we're going to be experiencing. And you know what? It's going to be great. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing, especially our Snow Queen, all of our patrons, especially our Snow Queen level patrons. Our shout out this week is going to Erica Farrow. Thank you, Erica, for supporting us on uh, Once Upon a Timing. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, that is patreon.com slash OUA timing. These are all going to be really fun to say with these with this mouth thing. Oh, uh, you can do oh a bath. Slash, slash, you. Uh, if you want to subscribe to us, you can subscribe on Apple Spreaker. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can fondle us. Oh, my God. My mouth. Please don't fondle things. us, guys. <laughs> Please. You can, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we'll be back. Oh, my God. My mouth. This whole you thing. You did so well right uh, up until I'm the last 5%. And then I lost the whole thing. It just, it just you started thinking about apart. it. I think that's what I happened. Did. You started thinking no, about it, it and you just fell apart. It did. Well, we'll we're going to be back next week. And then uh, we will talk about the holiday plans um, uh, afterward. And uh, we will keep you guys posted because we might have like a little bit of time off or the holidays. And we hope you are having a wonderful holiday, however you celebrate or don't celebrate. Um, And thank you so much for joining us. And Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth.